you see more retailers uh, offering uh, their own advertising platforms. So, you know, retail media is another big trend that we see. Another trend we've seen in 2021 and we think will continue in 2022 uh, is more and more retailers uh, becoming marketplaces themselves. Yeah, I think there's room for Amazon to, to do what Amazon is doing and for some of these other marketplaces to have success uh, with their consumer bases um, and their customers. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology has not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast show is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview a commerce expert or a founder at a digital native commerce brand or representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product. On each episode, we're focused on giving you fresh insights and ideas that you can test right away on the brand you're building. As my remit to you is to help you improve tangible commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchandise value. That's your GMV or your sales. We're here to help you sell more sustainably to your customers, period. Hey, so welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast and hope you all are keeping well in 2022. Given that we're at the start of the year, I decided to focus this episode on macro trends you should be aware of that will enable you get better results in 2022. This is why I invited Mike Shapakar the CMO of Channel Advisor to share insights from their multi-channel platform that processes billions of dollars worth of GMV or gross merchant value for thousands of retailers each year. Channel Advisor is an industry-leading multi-channel product listing and management platform or a channel management vendor. So on this episode, Mike and I discuss a lot of things. We discuss 
big trends in 2021 likely to persist in 2022? And if marketplace expansion is part of your 2022 strategy, the marketplaces you must listen, um, I must say some of his answers will surprise you. Trends in privacy, funnel consolidation on, on, on consolidation on social channels as well as marketplace platforms, and how traditional retailers seem to walk it up to the reality of becoming marketplace platforms in order to stay relevant to both their customers and potential new customers. It was a very insightful conversation I had with Mike. <clears throat> he is full of insights. Um, and it is just interesting from the perspective of maybe a digital native retailer or direct consumer, you know, um, you know, direct consumer e-commerce retailer to to understand the nuances and the opportunity from marketplace, you know, selling. And that is why I really wanted to um to to bring um, you know, um, you know, Mike and someone of his caliber giving the data, you know, um, you know, commerce advice, channel advisor is privy to, um, it could potentially, you know, give you better insights to towards, um, you know, just informing your your product expansion strategy in 2022. So voila, there you go. Enjoy this conversation and I shall catch you on the other side. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey, Mike, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. Thank you, Kunle, for, for having me. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, could you, for, for, for listeners that don't know much about Channel Advisor, would you mind just explaining, you know, um, what you guys do from a from a top level standpoint? Um, I know you're 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 you work on mar- marketplaces, but it'd be great if you explain. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, just at the very top level, Channel Advisor is a, a leading uh, software as a service based provider of e-commerce solutions, and so our main you know solution is a multi-channel commerce platform. Uh, that helps our customers really streamline all their channel e-commerce operations and helps them expand to new channels and then optimize the performance and improve the performance on the, of the channels that are on. And, and really the easiest way to think about what we do is to think about our experience as consumers. So, you know, before there was online and we wanted something, uh, when I was a kid, we had to, we had to go to a store uh, to buy that or order from a catalog. And then, of course, the Internet came along and e-commerce. And now there's there's you know almost an infinite number of channels. There's the direct to you know brand website. There's retail websites, marketplaces, search engines, and then also all social media. Um, and you know there's lots of research out there from Harvard Business Review, Google, and others that show that uh, you know about 75% of consumers use multiple channels during the buying process. 
Mm. Uh, so as a brand, trying to reach those consumers where they're, you know, where they're discovering products, where they're researching, uh, where they're buying and shopping for products means you need to cover a lot of channels. And if you're global, you need to do that across geographies. So that can be pretty complicated uh, to manage for, for a brand or a retailer. Um, so instead of myriad uh, individual integrations with all of these platforms, uh, you can have one integration with Channel Advisor and we, uh, we handle all of that complexity uh, you know, for the brand. And then we also have solutions to help improve performance uh, on those channels. So that's, that's really what we do and why we do it uh, to really help brands eliminate the complexity of connecting to all of these channels. All of them have different formats of uh, inter technical integrations, different data formats. We can help all, make all that easier. Right. So, so you really just enable multi-channel, you know, um, you know, selling for, for, for all sorts of, um, you know, retailers, whether you're a direct-to-consumer retailer or you're a retail brand looking to expand into new channels, essentially. Um, and the, the landscape has certainly changed. And um, one of the reasons I, I really wanted to have you guys on at the start of the year was to kind of like um, give us an overview of what 2022 would look like um, from not just a multi-channel standpoint, but for e-commerce and, you know, retail in general. Before we jump into, into that, um, I'm not asking you to, to give predictions, but um, this is really a... Um, a data-driven um, perspective from, from your end. What were the big trends in 2022 you saw at Channel Advice? So, I mean, you, I mean, billions or at least hundreds of millions of transactions are passing through Channel Advice on, a, on an annual basis. Um, and so you see where the monies are actually flowing. So, so what trends do you see or did you see in 2021 th that will persist in 2022? Right. So, yeah, so Channel Advisor, you know, we have operations globally and uh, we've done a lot of consumer data, uh, consumer surveys globally. Uh, you know, our principal operations are in the U.S. and in Europe and London and Germany. And then we have operations in Australia. And so, you know, we work with uh, with sellers all over the world, really, uh, that sell on uh, more than hundreds of marketplaces. Uh, so, so yes, we do have a, a lot of transactional data uh, coming through our system. And, um, you know, one thing we've seen, I think, not just in our system, but if you read all the press is uh, e-commerce, right? So during the pandemic, when stores closed, everybody flocked online that already wasn't online uh, to buy goods. And, you know, there was a, there was probably a pretty standard trend line, you know, pretty linear line of e-commerce adoption over the last 10, 20 years. And all of a sudden in 2020, that trend line uh, jumped straight up as, as everybody went online due to the pandemic. Coming into 2021, you know, I thought personally, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a little bit of negative growth uh, in 2021 as things begin to open back up. Uh, mm -hmm. But what we see in the government data and, and in our data is actually e-commerce, uh, certainly not the, the same growth rates as 2020, uh, but in 2021, e-commerce held its own and still grew. Um, so it looks like e-commerce is is here to stay. And, you know, a lot of we can we can talk a little bit about the consumer uh, survey data later. But a lot of the things that people tried in, in 2020 uh, seem to have kept up in 2021 and it may seem more permanent, uh, you know, than maybe we initially thought uh, during the middle of the pandemic. So. Interesting. Does Channel Advisor have a Shopify app? Do you have a Shopify app? 
Uh, we do not have a Shopify app, um, okay. but we do, you know, Shopify is a partner and we mm -hmm. do have uh, sellers that, um, you know, that are on Shopify and then use Channel Advisor to help expand from there uh, into other channels, uh, marketplaces, okay. dropship channels, advertising, et cetera. Uh, the, the, the reason I'm, I'm asking is that in, in Q4, um, there was certainly a lot of growth in, in Q4 um, that this year. It was it was not as you know huge as the you know the, the prior Q4. Um, but but what I I'm, I'm trying to, to get to is more around the um, the activity you know where the source of growth. Um, so um, Amazon is an obvious um, you know probably answer to to, to it. To do. So what channels did you see? The, the the most active of um, or just most most activity in in general in in Q for particularly in of twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, we we seem to see activity across the board. Mm -hmm. So you know, obviously, when you um, when you look at uh, marketplaces, for example, uh, you mentioned Amazon. Amazon is enormous, and so you know, if you look at percentage growth on Amazon compared to percentage growth on uh, other channels that, are, that aren't as large, you know, and, th and these are their published numbers. You, you may not see Amazon uh, growing as fast in terms of percentage as, you know, maybe Shopify did or, or you know, some of the others like that. Um, but Amazon is so big, just a percentage of growth is, you know, is hundreds of percentage of growth for all their smaller competitors. Mm -hmm. um, but, in, but in general, we saw, you, you know, growth pretty much across the board in a lot of the marketplaces and, and uh, advertising channels that, that we support. Um, I, you know, I can say that um, one thing we've noticed is what we call maybe the longer tail of marketplaces, you know, so, you know, globally people think of Amazon and eBay of uh, two of the bigger or larger marketplaces. And in the U S Walmart has a large marketplace. And when you look outside of those, that longer tail for us, uh, we've seen our customers growing significantly uh, on that longer tail. And again, some of it is the, lar the law of large numbers, right? Some of those are not as as large as the Amazons or the Ebays. And so, you know, it's maybe easy to show a little bit faster growth. But it's clear that, um, you know, uh, brands are adopting uh, channels. Uh, they're, you know, doing significant business on the big channels and they're adopting channels uh, beyond that. Fascinating, fascinating. Okay, um, so, so so let's um let's 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 get into twenty twenty two. Your predictions from a channel advisor standpoint, um, where 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 do you what what major changes do you, do you think are going to um going to be just um realized in in twenty twenty two? Yeah, so I think you know I talked about e commerce. Um, we think that is is here to stay. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the numbers are going to look the growth numbers may look a little funny just as we kind of get through this period of year over year comps with all the, the pandemic activity. Mm -hmm. uh, but clearly um, consumers have adopted e-commerce and uh, we think that's here to stay. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of um, news in 2021 about supply chain issues. So um, that's the whole supply chain, not just the last mile, but all the way, you know, sourcing goods, you know, crossing okay. the oceans and whatnot. Uh, all the experts seem to suggest that, uh, we're gonna. That's gonna continue well into 2022. I've seen uh, some even suggest you know 2023 before uh, some of these are ironed out. Um, so you know we think that'll be uh, something that that brands and retailers have to deal with uh, as we move forward. But hopefully over time it will uh, it will get a little better. 
What about inflationary pressures? Um, so, so obviously, you know, cost of shipping, cost of raw materials are affecting, you know, and what consumers pay for goods. Um, that didn't really reflect on on 2021's numbers on on retail and e-commerce in general. But do, do you think consumers will start to have a strain in 2022 if you know supply chain if supply chains around the world are still going to be constrained? Um, I think eventually it could have an impact. I am by no means a macroeconomist, so mm-hmm. um, I'd hate to say too much uh, about that. Um, but you know, from what you read in the in the papers, um, you know, there's the supply chain issues. There, there's the inflationary pressure. There's also been um, a, a large amount of pent up savings that consumers have that's maybe outweighed some of the inflationary pressure. So consumers have still been going strong uh, because of those built up savings. You know, which they have from not doing travel, not going out to eat as much uh, during the pandemic. Now, as those savings maybe you know bleed down, uh, then the inflationary pressure may you know may take its toll. I unfortunately myself have to buy uh, a car, so I'm looking for a used car, and it's the exact wrong time to be doing that right now. Mm. So you know, I'm feeling the pain myself um, mm. of inflation. Mm. Okay. Um. In in. What are the what will be your next um you know big trend in in twenty twenty two you you'll be expecting? Yeah, so I think you know in twenty twenty one we saw an increase in activity uh, around privacy and and regulatory actions against some of the larger tech platforms. So you know the, maybe the biggest news in twenty twenty one from this perspective was Apple and and some of the changes they made in iOS to increase the level of privacy. Uh, so we, you know, as consumers have to opt in to whether we want platforms tracking us. And then I think you saw in some of the results from Facebook and, and others that uh, they said it did have a little bit of impact on their business. So that um, is a, uh, uh, that's a trend that we see continuing, I think, into 2022. Um, and I think, you know, that has some downstream effects. So, you know, you hear a lot about brands and customer data platforms. Uh, as you know, people trying to control more first-party data. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's you know, uh, there's more and more brands looking into those type of platforms that can control uh, some of their data, and and then you see more retailers uh, offering uh, their own advertising platforms. So you know, retail media is another big trend that we see. Um, Amazon, you know, obviously established Amazon advertising a number of years ago. And uh, that has been a huge success for Amazon. I think, you know, maybe in, over the last 12 months, about $31 billion in revenue for them. And they've, you know, it started out as product specific. They've added uh, Amazon, you know, they've added brand advertising, display advertising. Uh, we've seen lots of other retailers start to offer this. And a lot of our clients start to adopt uh, some of those platforms. So retail media, we think, will be continue to be a big one. Um, social platforms. So Initially, those were branding, uh, you know, platforms, a way to get your brand out there. Uh, but more and more, these platforms are offering ways to, um, you know, try to, you know, provide for the full funnel. Things like Instagram checkout are, are allowing people to discover a product and then buy it with just a couple of uh, clicks of the mouse. Um, and, you know, there's Facebook shops. There's uh, TikTok uh, has some shopping partnerships with Shopify. So. Um, as those social platforms are going full funnel, 
we see some of the maybe the lower funnel platforms also moving up the funnel. I mentioned Amazon starting to offer more broad display type advertising, uh, experimenting with live streaming and things of that nature. So I think I think the the big the big uh, e-commerce channels are are trying to cover more of the funnel, um, and I think that trend will continue. And then finally, um, a, another trend we've seen in 2021 and we think will continue in 2022 uh, is more and more retailers uh, becoming marketplaces themselves. Hmm. And they're doing this to, you know, because it's a way to offer more selection for their consumers without having to own all of that inventory. So, and, and also, again, following Amazon's lead and, and success Amazon has had, uh, you know, with being a, a third-party marketplace. There are lots of other retailers are adopting that that platform. So, so there's there's going to be an even longer tail with with more retailers, you know, trying to to warm at um, you know the situation from a marketplace standpoint. Uh, absolutely, yes. And Interesting. We, we support. Um, I think we support more than you know 200, 250 uh, marketplaces and channels now. So uh, we just see that continuing to uh, continuing to grow. Are you activating any new geos and any new countries? Um, we are. Uh, we we do activate new geos over time. I, I can't think off the top of my head which are the most recent, but we do have um, on our website, we have a channels we support resource that you can go and, and actually pick a country uh, that you may be interested in selling in. And you can see what, uh, what channels we support in those countries. Okay. And we do have, you know, we have some great case studies on our site. Um, just as you mentioned, new countries, um, you know, just for example, uh, we, we you know, signed up with a Turkish uh, uh, brand, uh, clothing apparel brand, a, a number of years back. And they've actually used, um, I think they were big in, in maybe Turkey and in the Middle East and Eastern Europe. And they've actually used uh, marketplaces to expand into Western Europe and a number of channels there. Specifically, Zalando has been a big part of that success um, and some others. So. Uh, geographic expansion is a you know, is a big benefit of marketplaces uh, for a brand. It's a way to maybe test the waters without setting up a full infrastructure hmm. in those regions. Interesting. Interesting, Mike. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. 
Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R. G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Okay. Um, so this is unashamedly a, a direct to consumer e-commerce um, you know, podcast. We 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 preach direct to consumer. Um, that being said, we preach opportunity. Now, in 2022, um, just using just using a use case, a typical use case here, um, pretend we're a you know 10 million GMV e-commerce D2C brand. We've only sold exclusively D2C using social channels, and um, you know a marketing manager now is listening, trying to figure out okay, what next? You know, what what next? What channels should we activate? And let's just pretend that the, this particular D2C company is based in the US or the UK. Um, what channels would you suggest they they start testing? You know, in, in Q1, Q2, um, in in order to 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 just um, you know expand um, you know their channels and their offerings, you know, to to to, to a wider market. Mm-hmm. So it's you know without knowing category and everything else, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's hard to say exactly specific channels, uh, but I think marketplaces. So marketplaces provide an opportunity to reach consumers that you can't uh, you can't reach yourself through your website. So, you know, uh, direct to consumer in a perfect world for direct to consumer brand, everybody in the world that they wanted as customers would come directly to their website, whether that be organically or whether that be through an ad, you know, and their advertising strategy would be brilliant if they could figure out how to do that. But the world is not perfect. And, um, there's only, you know, there's only so many consumers you can reach trying to do it yourself. And so that's where some of these channels come to play. So um, when you look at marketplaces, obviously there's the big broad marketplaces that are, uh, you know, almost like shopping malls with everything in it, the Amazons, the Ebays, the, the Walmarts, the bowl.com over in the Netherlands, the, you know, there's, there's lots of examples, auto over there in, in Germany. Um, those are a way to reach a broad audience. And the benefit for direct and consumer brand of trialing some of these marketplaces is now they're in front of tens or maybe hundreds of millions of more consumers than they otherwise would have been through the traffic they can afford to acquire. Uh, so the broad, you know, if the, if the, the products are amenable to it, the, the broad, you know, platforms like the Amazons of the world can get them out in front of a lot of um, consumers. Now, depending on the category, they're also you know, very category specific uh, marketplaces. 
Um, so if, if this was an apparel brand you were talking about, you know, Zalando is a big uh, apparel marketplace. Uh, and then there are, there are many, many apparel, you know, focused marketplaces. Um, ASOS globally. marketplace. Yep. 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 So there's, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of opportunity there. And then depending on the strategy, um, you know, some brands uh, use marketplaces for their full catalog. Uh, typically, you know, maybe larger brands might experiment with certain marketplaces for uh, returns or B stock. Um, so it also depends on the product strategy a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, some companies do product launches on marketplaces. So without, you know, without getting into very specific details on a specific brand, it's hard to give an exact set of channels. Um, but you know, based on the category, the type of customer they're trying to reach, the type of product they're trying to sell, and the geographies, there's probably many marketplaces where you can get out there, test the waters, and acquire consumers you can never do on your own. Absolutely. It's quite nuanced in, in terms of, um, you know, just ironing out a specific strategy. You really need to, to get more data points and understand the strategy, the background strategy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um. Last time I checked, um, in the States and the UK, um, Amazon was accounting for 44 to 45 um, cents to a dollar or, um, you know, pennies to a pound spent on, on e-commerce, consumer e-commerce. Is this still the case um, in 2022? Um, and do you see this actually growing in, in 2022? Well... You know, I, without all the data, it's hard for me to say exactly what their market share is. But if you believe the publications, you know, in certain countries like the U.S. and the U.K., it, it may be as high as forty um, percent. Uh, you know, some may argue it's thirty-something percent. I think it depends on h- how you do the math. Uh, but th- there's no doubt that in certain countries they are uh, they are the largest player in e-commerce. Um, I did mention that you know some of our long-tail marketplaces have been mm-hmm. growing faster. Uh, so, and that's, again, that's the law of large numbers, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I think there's room for Amazon to, to do what Amazon is doing and for some of these other marketplaces to have success, uh, with their consumer bases, um, mm-hmm. and their customers. So, <clears throat> you know, who knows, uh, what will continue in terms of, uh, Amazon's market share, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's, there's room for everybody to succeed and, and we've seen that. Okay. And then um, final, before, before I let you go, you, you talked about shoppable media. Um, do, do you want to just explain what shoppable media is um, from a multi-channel standpoint? Yeah. So, you know, I know you focus on direct-to-consumer brands um, on this podcast. Uh, many times as brands get larger, they actually end up also in, you know, in retail stores. And then certainly you have your big, your big brands or, you know, they have a multi channel strategy and they're in all the retailers and, and, and they have direct to consumer. So with shoppable media solutions, uh, that allows a brand to, you know, with traffic that's either on their website or interacting with their advertising, uh, whether that be social advertising, display advertising, um, or other, you know, digital campaigns, really any digital campaign, um, a consumer can interact with that digital campaign, maybe click on an ad, and uh, shoppable media allows uh, the brand to make that ad shoppable in terms of that click doesn't necessarily just have to come back to the brand's website. Uh, it can go, it can present the consumer with all of the retailers that have that product in stock. So the brand's website may be one of those. But the benefit of something like this is 
you know, maybe the brand does want to bring that traffic back to the website and that ad is out there running, but their website becomes out of stock with uh, that product. Well, that click can then automatically route to another retailer with that product in stock, or it can, it can pull up an interstitial that allows the consumer to choose um, among their favorite retailers to go and purchase that product. So, you know, not every consumer wants to buy direct uh, from a brand. Uh, for a variety of reasons, they may have a favorite retailer, they may have loyalty programs, whatever uh, the reason may be. Uh, Shoppable Media provides an opportunity to present consumers uh, with options so those consumers can then go and uh, you know purchase with their preferred retailer. Uh, the, ben the benefits are it really smooths that path to purchase for uh, a consumer. So they, they do that click and if it's out of stock, then they're blocked or if they don't know where to buy it, if it's just an ad and they don't know where to buy it, they're blocked. Um, if you give them if you give them the right choices, they can then go find and buy that product. It also helps improve those brand retailer relationships because mm -hmm. the brands are then sending you know hot leads to the uh, to the retailers, uh, and it, pro it promotes channel diversity too. So it, it it allows the consumers to know like oh I can actually go buy this and you know my favorite uh, you know shop down the street or or whatnot. Yeah, and it could also probably give you more insights as to the retailers, you know, customers are gravitating towards, and then you could potentially just, you know, put a bit more attention into that particular channel to further optimize, um, you know, performance on there, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, with the data, a brand can see for, for specific categories and specific products, which retailers are the most popular, uh, you know, for the consumers that are coming to my ads or coming to my site. Mm. So it's, there's a lot of benefits for uh, for everyone uh, through this you know type of solution. So, so does this feed into to what's termed Amazon local selling? <clears throat> um, Amazon local selling is actually something a little bit different. So okay. when you think of Amazon, when you buy something from Amazon, you're presented with uh, options. You know, um, I you know my two day shipping or my one day shipping, or you know you can basically get it um, right away. Or you can wait a little bit and get it, you know, sometimes they give digital credits for that. Amazon allows sellers to um, have their inventory shipped to Amazon and, and using the fulfillment by Amazon program, Amazon will deliver that for you. Uh, or sellers can, if they meet the performance metrics, can deliver that product on their own as well. So from a seller point of view, there's also options for um, how do you get that product to the consumer when they buy it. Amazon local selling adds yet another option and that other option is the ability to go pick it up in a uh, in a local store. So buy online, pick up in store, or click and collect, or whatever you want to call it, um, or have that local store deliver it through their own you know kind of network locally. So it's a way to bring uh, you know if you're a brand or a retailer with brick and mortar locations, and you know whether you sell online or not already, it's a way um, to you know maybe get involved in Amazon's ecosystem a little bit get involved in front of Amazon's audience and, and, and attract people to your stores, you know, through the pickup mm -hmm. process. So, so are the results, do, do the search results sort of have a label, like a local, you know, pickup label um, in the same way, you know, you have the Amazon Prime um, or, you know, two-day shipping or same-day shipping tag on the listings? Um, in, in the product detail page itself, when you're looking at the product detail page, as long as you're within the range, if you're a consumer within range of the store, uh, 
you know, where, where this capability exists, it will show up as one of the delivery options uh, that you have. So it's it's consumer specific, and it's based on where your location is relative to the location of the uh, of the seller. So it really stands to benefit, like um, you know, retailers with with a large footprint, because you 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 turn up on more results, right? It it um it certainly would, um, but I think it, I think it can also benefit uh, re- you know, even retailers with one or two local stores. Typically, they're small enough that uh, they may never never have been able to offer uh, a BOPIS capability on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or, you know, they just may not have been able to do it on their end because of their scale. So mm-hmm. this allows them to do it in a, in a limited, you know, fashion in whatever area they're uh, serving. Um, they can reach consumers in that area and offer this, uh, this local pickup option uh, through Amazon. So I think it can benefit, you know, really, but you have to have a store, right? You have to have stores and you have yeah. to have the ability to know what inventory is in your stores. And if you can do that, um, you know, there's a process you still have to go through with Amazon to get approved and whatnot. Uh, but if you can do that, then you can become uh, part of this program. And and we can, you know, for us, it's just another uh, option for how do you get the product to the consumer. Um, so we can help our, you know, our sellers, uh, as long as they're approved by Amazon, take advantage of that program. It's an incredible opportunity, you know, and um, it's, it's Amazon being innovative again, you know, just moving through the, you know, just off, giving a normally channel, you know, um, offering really to to, 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 to to both shoppers and, and sellers. Mm-hmm. Mike, I could, I could go on and on and on. Um, and I have to say, this is why I like, you know, doing this podcast, you know, just hosting this podcast because um, I just bring smart people like yourself I'm very well versed in in multi-channel this time and um you know I I've learned you know a thing or two you know around um a few things around um you know um just just multi-channel selling and um you know just predictions in 2022 it's been an absolute pleasure having you uh it's been a pleasure being here so thank you uh, very much for having us Brilliant, brilliant. So for listeners looking to follow Channel Advisor, it's um, channeladvisor.com. That's C-H-A-N-N-E-L, advisor, A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com, or just Google them. Um, are you active yourself on any social media if people want to follow you or follow your work? Uh, yes, we have a presence on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, Brilliant. And of course, we have a pretty active blog, so you know, come subscribe yeah. to the blog. We'll link. We'll link to 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 it all from the show notes. Thank you so much, Michael. All right, thank you. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X E-Commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. Just search for 2X E-Commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.